CRISPR Cas9. CRISPR-Cas9 is a genome editing tool that is creating a buzz in the science world. It is faster, cheaper, and more accurate than previous techniques of editing DNA and has a wide range of potential applications. CRISPR-Cas9 is a unique technology that enables geneticists and medical researchers to edit parts of a genome by removing, adding, or altering sections of the DNA sequence. It is currently the simplest, most versatile, and precise method of genetic manipulation and is therefore causing a buzz in the science world. The CRISPR-Cas9 system consists of two key molecules that introduce change mutation into the DNA. These are an enzyme called Cas9. This acts as a pair of molecule scissors that can cut the two strands of DNA at a specific location in the genome so the bits of DNA can then be added or removed piece of RNA called GRNA. This consists of a small piece of pre-designed RNA sequence about 20 bases long located within a longer RNA scaffold. The scaffold part binds to DNA and the pre-designed sequence guides Cas9 to the right part of the genome. This makes sure that the Cas9 enzyme cuts at the right point in the genome. The guide RNA is designed to find and bind to a specific sequence in the DNA. The guide RNA has RNA bases and are complementary to those of the target DNA sequence in the genome. This means that, at least in theory, the guide RNA will only bind to the target sequence and no other regions of the genome. Cas9 follows the guide RNA to the same location in the DNA sequence and makes a cut across both strands of the DNA. At th this stage, the cell recognizes that the DNA is damaged and tries to repair it. Scientists can use the DNA repair machinery to introduce changes to one or more genes in the genome of a cell of interest. Target sequence. Guide RNA. Castine. Mutation. How was it developed? Some bacteria have a similar built-in gene editing system to the CRISPR-Cas9 system that they can use to respond to invading pathogens like viruses, much like an immune system. Using CRISPR, the bacteria snip out parts of the virus DNA to keep a bit of it behind to help them recognize and defend against the virus next time it attacks. Scientists adapted the system so that it could be used in other cells from animals including mice and humans. Are there any other techniques for altering genes? Over the years, scientists have learned about genetics and gene function by studying the effects of changes in DNA. If you can create a change in a gene, either in a cell line or a whole organism, it is possible to then study the effect of that change to understand what the function of that gene is. For a long time, geneticists used chemicals or radiation to cause mutations, however, they had no way of controlling where the genome of the mutation would occur. For several years, scientists have been using a gene targeting to introduce changes in specific places of the genome by removing or adding either whole genes or single bases. Traditional gene targeting has been very valuable for studying genes and genetics, however it takes a long time to create a mutation and is fairly expensive. Several gene editing technologies have recently been developed to improve gene targeting methods including CRISPR-Cas9 systems, transcription activator-like effector nucleases, talons, and zinc finger nucleases, ZFNs. The CRISPR-Cas9 system currently stands out as the fastest, cheapest, and most reliable system of editing genes. 
Are there any implications? CRISPR-Cas9 has a lot of potential as a tool for creating a range of medical conditions that have a genetic component including cancer, hepatitis B, or even high cholesterol, heart disease, poor eyesight. Hmm. Has any changes made in the germline cells will be passed on from generation to generation? It has important ethnical implications. Carrying out gene editing in germline cells is currently illegal in the UK and most other countries. By contrast, the use of CRISPR-Cas9 and other gene editing technologies in some cells is uncontroversial. Indeed, they have been used to treat human disease on a small number of exceptional and or life-threatening cases. CRISPR-Cas9. Is there a future? Believed to be many years before CRISPR-Cas9 is used routinely in humans. Much research is still focusing on its use in animal models or isolated human cells, with its aim to eventually use the technology routinely to treat human diseases. There's a lot of work focusing on eliminating off-target effects, where the CRISPR-Cas9 system cuts out a different gene to the one that was intended to be edited. In most cases, the guide RNA consists of a specific sequence of 20 bases. These are complementary to the target sequence in the gene to the edited. However, not all 20 bases need to match for the guide RNA to be able to bind. The problem with this is that a sequence with, for example, 19 of 20 complementary bases may exist somewhere completely different in the genome. This means that there is potential for the guide RNA to bind there instead of, or as well as the target sequence. The Cas9 enzyme will then cut at the wrong site and end up introducing a mutation in the wrong location. While this mutation may not matter at all to the individual, it could affect a crucial gene and another important part of the genome. Scientists are keen to find a way to ensure that the CRISPR-Cas9 binds and cuts accurately. Two ways this can be achieved. The design of better, more specific guide RNAs using our knowledge of the DNA sequence of the genome and the off-target behavior of different versions of the Cas9 guide RNA complex. The use of a Cas9 enzyme that will not only cut a single strand of the target DNA rather than the double strand, this means that the two Cas9 enzymes and two guide RNAs have to be in the same place for the cut to be made. This reduces the probability of the cut being made in the wrong place. So we had a rundown of what CRISPR-Cas9 is. Gene editing in its simplest form. How could we apply this though? For the future of humanity. So there's plenty of organisms out there that can theoretically live forever or until they get smashed or eaten. So theoretically there's few organisms out there who can live forever. We've got the ever-growing lobster. There's a jellyfish. Have you seen these guys? Cut them in half, they regenerate. What if we could map out their genomes, take a bit of it, and add it to ours? We'd have humans running around for 200 years, 300 years, an eternity until an asteroid hit us or something. What about perfect eyesight? What if we wanted giants? It's very controversial. What do you guys think? Please leave your comments below. Love to hear. Shit. And we'll edit all that. G. Shit. G. Shit. G. Shit. G. Shit. G. Shit. G. Shit. G. Shit.